Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. With award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, Jill Pater. Jill has worked in over 100 countries, has published 21 books on architecture, design, travel, and gastronomy. Now, here's Jill and her co-host, Lisa Polachek. Today, Jill is going to share her impressions and experiences from the Philippines. Jill, how did you decide to uh, embark on a trip to the Philippines? It was really wellness travel that that took me there. I was working on a book, which comes out this August, called Modern Refuge. And there was a specific um, resort called The Farm at San Benito, which I absolutely loved. It's a wellness resort. And so I spent a lot of time there photographing um, the grounds, photographing the the hospitality architecture that they have there, and visiting neighboring areas. And what are some of the features of a wellness uh, program? Well, this one is, is pretty off the charts. So the, the farm, as we affectionately call it, has, it, it was voted, I think, top uh, wellness cuisine in the world of all, of all destination spas. Um, and it's all vegan cuisine. All, mm-hmm. Everything is locally and organically grown actually on the land. It's a, it's a very large yeah, property. Eco-friendly, sustainable, just really kind of off the charts. So that's what, that's what took me there. I did spend some time in Manila as well, mm-hmm. which was great. And it, very different than the wellness spa, which is incredibly tranquil on a, on a huge coconut farm, very relaxed. Um, and Manila is a super busy city, very hectic, chaotic, but great, great secret spots in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kinds of things did you do in Manila? In Manila, I spent a lot of time. There's some great museums, great art, um, shopping for our shoppers who listen to the show. Uh, Makati is kind of the big shopping area there. And okay. so you have great designers. You have um, just lots of different, you know, anything you'd want to see. And it's also kind of a safe area. It's kind of, a, in a way, a refuge from the city because you can walk around the indoor-outdoor mall areas. There's lots of great food in that region. So it's kind of a nice place to spend an afternoon. Now, you make the point about it being a safe area. Can yes. you tell me more about that? Yes. Yeah, so Manila, it's, you know, it's a big city. It's busy. I would say within, you know, most of the places that we featured on Carry On Only are super safe to travel to. Manila is a little bit, it's safe, but as a solo traveler, especially as a solo female traveler, it's a little bit stickier. Like it doesn't feel like as comfortable as other places in the region. Interesting. So, um, you know, even getting taxis and, you know, getting alternative fares, you know, having them charge, oh. being overcharged, you know, you just kind of have that feeling there. And so I took extra precautions of just, you know, making sure of getting, you know, a driver, getting a, taking a little more precaution in your transportation, you know, knowing who's picking you up, knowing um, kind of where you're going and how you're going to spend time. Okay. Sounds like a, just a very general awareness at all times yes. is going to yes. do you well. With that in mind, what kind of traveler is going to do well in the Philippines? So the Philippines, is, it's an amazing spot. It has world-class kiteboarding, kayaking, diving, and trekking. So most people that are going to the Philippines are going for the islands. They're going to check out Palawan, to Boracay, to do those types of activities. But it really offers so much. It's also quite known for its wellness as a wellness destination. Um, so you have a lot of like super high-end luxury travelers that go there. Yeah. You have the adventure junkies, like the kiteboarders and the surfers and the divers. 
Um, and then you just, you have a lot of people. I mean, there's a huge Filipino population here in the United States that are going back to visit family and throughout the world, um, visiting their family there that have extended ancestry there. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty big mix of travelers. Okay. What's the traffic like? The traffic in Manila is, is a bit tough, but once you get out of that area, it's relatively easy to get to other parts of the country. Okay. And, and most people take, like for the islands, you would be taking short flights from Manila to the flights, islands. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Is there an ideal time of year to visit? Is, is it a seasonal kind of The situation? best time of year is generally November to April. Okay. And how long do you think is a, is a good span of time? That's always get a tough one. What you I know. Do. That's always a tough question. It kind of depends on what you're doing. So a lot of people will go, if they're going on a diving trip, they might go anywhere from you know, five to 10 days to do that. Um, for the wellness resorts, they tend to offer programs as short as, you know, three days on up to a month long. So mm -hmm. it just depends. It depends if you're going, say, from the United States to the Philippines or if you're already in the region and you might just be doing like a weekend getaway, you know, at a dive resort or at a wellness resort. Um, so it just kind of depends on what I would say what you're doing in the country. But generally, you know, if you're in Manila and you're visiting things, I'd say maybe three to five days in mm -hmm. Manila, if, if that's of interest to you. Um, a lot of people will just come into Manila for a night and then fly out to the islands or go to, you know, other places that they want to see. And some people spend just a lot of time. There's seven, you know, it's an archipelago of 7,000 islands. Mm -hmm. So if you're a huge, you know, diving junkie, you might spend a month there. How would you do your next trip differently like if, if the wellness resort, if the farm wasn't available for you. <laughs> I would probably spend more time, you know, because it, there are so many islands and they're, you know, one's more beautiful than the next. I'd probably spend a little bit more time on the island. So I'd probably narrow it down to say two to three places that look the best and, mm -hmm. and explore those. Is it true that there's a, a some sort of shoe museum Yes, there is. Imelda Marcos. And it's funny because growing up, my mom is a huge like fan of shoes. Yeah. And, and we always joked about becoming the next Imelda Marcos. But it's the Marikina City Footwear Museum. Mm -hmm. And it's her collection of shoes. And I, I did wow. have the opportunity to go there. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Okay, so maybe for that next trip then. Yes, yes, next time. Is the Philippines expensive to traverse as a visitor there are a lot of there are several direct flights daily from the mm -hmm. united from major u.s cities there once you're in country you know food and transportation are very inexpensive it just depends on your accommodation like if you're doing these short flights to the islands depending on the time of year those can kind of add up and then of course we always have our choice of accommodation so you have things that are very very cheap available to you and then you probably have some of the top five-star resorts mm -hmm. and resorts that you know top of the budget would the very budget friendly selections be comfortable and and safe in your estimation or do you want to maybe go middle of the road i would in the philippines i as a solo female traveler uh -huh. i would go middle to high very good for sure i like that answer yes <laughs> i like that for you do you have any other strategies for economizing as you go through the philippines Yes, I think if you, because there's such a, a connection between um, the Philippines and the United States, like finding, you know, there's so many friends of friends who know people there. I think anytime you can meet locals and hang out with locals, that's probably, they're going to be able to help steer you in the right direction of what you're looking for and where to stay, comfortable places, maybe new places that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, 
that's one one tip. Another tip is just watching, you know, watching airfares. You can put in um, there's certain travel websites that allow you to kind of put in your location and the destination you're looking to go to, and they'll alert you. They'll send you alerts on sales, so that will help with your flight to Manila. And then accommodations, probably a little bit more difficult there because if you're staying at a luxury accommodation on one of the islands, it's probably one of the few. So just kind of looking to see, you know, instead of maybe being so specific about which island you go to, kind of look at all the possibilities and see is, is there more availability somewhere else? Is there, are there discounts uh, on, the, on the travel that way? Mm-hmm. What's the dress code? Super casual. Yeah, you can get around kind of, I always say, the beach chic casual um, in the beach cities. You know, again, most people are there doing the same thing you're doing. At night, though, and for formal events in Manila, like if you're going to, um, say you're going to an event at the, the Fairmont or, or afternoon tea, then, then things get quite a bit dressier. And, of course, this podcast is called Carry On Only. What is in your carry on and, and how are you making it work in the Philippines? So for this particular trip, I knew that I was not doing any big evening event or anything like that. So I had it pretty easy in terms of packing casual clothes that would get me through, you know, through the day, very comfortable walking shoes, and then spa attire, which is kind of the, nice. <laughs> the easiest attire right. in the world, like you're yes. wearing a robe and slippers. Um, and I also knew that at my accommodations, they laundered clothes. And so I always recommend to people, you know, kind of checking in with the hotel you're staying at and see if they offer laundry services, mm-hmm. because that's going to help you narrow down, you know, help you lighten up that carry-on bag quite a bit. And then in terms of, I always like to have hand-packed or pre-packed toilet, my travel toiletries. Mm-hmm. So like just a separate set of everything that I only use to travel, because that way, when you're getting ready for a trip, especially if it's a last-minute trip, if you find, say, you get your travel alert and there's a last-minute sale, yeah. that just saves you a lot of time from having to, like, run to the pharmacy, run to all these places. You just have it pre-packed and ready to go. Very good. Okay, thank you for that. That's a good tip. Well, I think that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for taking us through the Philippines, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Please do join us again next month for the next episode of Carry On Only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.com.